welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, not enough breakdancing. I spent uh, a not insignificant, no, a pretty insignificant time, part of my day, uh, standing in line at a DMV. Uh, and it really, uh, really wasn't all that bad. I was kind of shocked by it today. Wow, you picked a good day then. <laughs> no, actually, well, no, I picked a good day to go there to retitle a car. Everyone else there who picked the day to get a new ID or to renew their license, not a good day. Very, uh, in fact, worst day. Gotcha. <laughs> I walked in and I was like, oh my gosh, because there was people like lining the walls and there are people sitting outside. There were people. And then the guy looked at me. He's like, what are you here for? And I was like, new title. And he was like, oh, just go step right in there. And I like went basically to the very front <laughs> of the line. Like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, good. You won't yell at me. That's what I'm pretty sure he was thinking. <laughs> like, oh, oh, great. I can tell you what you need to know. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, I I uh, had the um, so we we have a loan on our car and I was like they were like do you they said some words that I was not expecting to hear in this process of like do they need like who's do they need to be on the title and I was like I don't know do they (laughs) 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 the lady was like well they would have told you that and I went well they didn't and so she was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. And and so she was like, well, you're going to have to find out. At which point I said, how do you want me to notify you about that? And she was like, well, they just need to tell you. And I went, a letter, an email, like carrier pigeon. Like, how do I need to get that information to you? And she was like, oh, just tell me what they tell you. And I was like, really? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like are you sure yeah it's a very not yeah it's a lot less involved than like you think it's just like yeah, just so write I, it in this just write it on this blank yeah, it's fine it's like pretty <laughs> much all she wanted she was like i just need the name and address and i was like so if i in my head i'm like so if i just hear and like held up my phone it was like boop boop beep boop yeah sure let me call just a minute i'm like oh no oh sure nope they say it's fine they don't need to be on it like this be, I, I don't know. It just seemed really weird. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because I'm expecting it's so strange. It's the DMV. So I'm expecting them to be like, why don't you have the full recording of your third grade play? Yeah, like, you need right? like, like 800,000 kind of proofs of address, but like, nah, just write a name in this box. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was Whatever. so like, are you, like, I really, I was really like, just tell me, I'll, I'll go do it. I'll go do See, it. I'll it's slay the you weren't in the license line. So in the license line, that's when they need like your mail and like 17 proofs of who you are. Oh my like, gosh. All that. In the other line, there's like, all right, here's your one paper. What? Right. What? what? Well, and then I realized like, yeah, because they're doing like, oh, you pulled like, oh, you pulled a, a 1920 Model T car body out of a, out of a ditch. Okay, yeah, here we'll give you a new title for it. Good. Uh, see you on your way. <laughs> like they're they're used to people walking in there with nothing. You know, like weird stuff. Like Yeah. 
yeah or the guy who was like i i see i it's, i know it's just mostly because of where we live but every time i have been into the dmv um it is and i know it's not technically the dmv anymore their licensed bureaus or whatever but like everybody is licensing their trailers like so many there are so many trailers out there and all the time like even while i was there three people next to me were getting trailers done <laughs> don't you have to do the trailer every year i think you have to do the trailer every year i think that's probably why because like other stuff it's like whatever you just do it and then oh. it's fine but like your car and all that stuff when you license it, you can just like a lot of that stuff you can do online now they're just like okay whatever but yes i don't know if trailers are the same way and you have yeah. to do trailers like all the time yes i feel like it's a very constant battle i don't know i don't own a trailer listeners full disclosure i've never driven a vehicle with a trailer attached to it you've never trailered uh, anything what? no why would i have trailer something not even for like with a canoe rack or something if i've ever transported a canoe i tied it to the top of whatever i was driving i feel like this is weird huh. i mean i mean for living in missouri it's very abnormal yes but like in the general scheme of things i don't think it's that weird to have not right, it's never trailered never, never no. involved in that why would okay. i why would hey i look i've never no, driven anything no with a trailer it's fine attached, no judging other than a tractor i guess but i was only driving forward so and like <laughs> around a yard i don't think that counts <laughs> and really. getting yelled at so probably yeah that was definitely in there somewhere but <laughs> but yeah Yes, trailers have to be done quite uh, more frequently, and uh, they're just always in there. And and so, and and then then I understand again, like partially again of where we live, of like there's they have, there's a trailer for everything, right? There's a trailer that the sprayer goes on, the trailer that the boat's on, the trailer that the that you know the, for the logs, and there's the tipper trailer, and then there's the trailer that they use to haul the the other machinery around. So one, you know small farm can have five trailers pretty easily and yeah it's yeah, just true. Uh, so i got that taken care of uh i did not go for a vanity license plate uh, uh, i thought that's good i thought i mean that, yeah does oh brother fit on a license plate right you can put that on there right but no <laughs> Could have put Obro, yeah, Obro, 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 Pro, Obro, Po. Oh yeah, that's a little too odd. I mean, ah 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 ah, Obro. Yeah, I did think about it. I was like, should I just go full on, like, do something with pet care or something like that? Obviously, I didn't. I didn't. And then here's the other thing: of they, (laughs) um. I know, you know, when you buy a new vehicle, a lot of people, you know, it's like, oh, you get the trade in so you can get money off of that, off of the total purchase price. You know, money goes towards that, whatever. Everybody at the DMV, they all talk about it as, oh, did you sell a vehicle to get a discount on your taxes? Because when you buy a vehicle, you know, you have to pay sales tax on that vehicle purchase price. Yeah. But if, but if you sell a vehicle, you get a discount on the sales tax from the purchased vehicle. Oh, I did not. I was not aware of this, I guess. I wasn't either. <laughs> but the guy next to me, again, I was there for a little bit because of the whole debacle about the yeah. loan. Uh, the guy next to me was like, oh, he sold, he sold a car in February 
and bought a car last week and they were going to give him a d- discount for it. I mean, and it's I was, in the same fiscal year. I was like, well, technically, what? right? So what? that's it. Okay. <laughs> I, for the same I licensing just, year, I suppose. It's not yeah, the same thing, but yeah. Whatever. I don't know. So I, I was like, this is, this is new to me. I guess I, you know, I guess then at that point, it's like, okay, maybe the trade-in does become worth it because you get a little bit off the front end and the back end too. Yeah, true. So this is something I didn't know uh, at all. So, oh, well. Interesting. I, yeah. The the more you know. Yes. Yes. Do I, do I sound different? I mean, no. Other than amazing. I mean, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that, you were supposed to say, yes, you sound so crystal clear. You can obviously tell that I am in home office. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. I don't yeah. hear the sound of macaroni being made no. anywhere near you. Shocking, uh, isn't it? I know. Yes. So, so yes. Yes, I am recording from, from home office. Wow. With all my, with all my stuff and things for the, for the first time in like a month. So yeah, we're good. 70 years. Feels like. <laughs> we're good. We're good. I forgot how nice having a second monitor is and like separate <laughs> mouse and keyboard. All these niceties. Been schlupping it <laughs> for the past month. Like, uh, <laughs> we're all good. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. It's nice. Nice. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, I'll tell you my exciting car story for this week. Oh, fun yes. car times. So, yesterday, yesterday, what's today? Wednesday. Yes, yesterday in the lovely, warm, early morning hours while I was driving to work. Yes, in the, in the not warm hours. Yeah. Uh, listeners, it decided to all of a sudden, like, skip the rest of fall and just be like, no, it's winter now. Oh my gosh. So like the high this week has been like 35. It's been so bad. It, more on that in a moment. But okay. So uh a side note about that. So, um, <laughs> so we're driving down the road, right? We're blah blah blah. We turn and all of a sudden we hear America's favorite noise. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. So uh like it, our, the tire didn't go flat, right? At first, we're like, "What the heck is that?" Because it just started randomly, but yeah. the car is still like driving normally, and like nothing happened. Mm. So we pulled over to the side of the road, and we're like, I just cursory like walked around and looked at the stuff, and was like, "Okay, well, all these tires appear to be inflated, so that's odd." So we drove a little bit further and pulled into a parking lot at Yield. YMCA, right? And it took me a minute to figure out what's happening, but like the one of the the front driver side tire, it was wearing too much on the inside, right? My tires are cambered out slightly too much, so we're getting those realigned uh, next week. But um, so what happened was like part of the rubber like stripped off the very inside, you know? Ooh, and it was like still attached to one part so it was just like flipping around inside the wheel well just like smacking everything so <clears throat> that was exciting so I'm sitting there in the parking lot and what, 
Was it a big strip? Of no, it was very small. Oh, very small. Wow. It was like a quarter inch maximum. Oh. Right. Maybe less. Um, so like sitting there going, hmm. All right. Uh, international listeners, probably five mil, right? Five, six mil maximum. Not big. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, you know, I want all of our international friends to understand what's happening here. Um, <laughs> so we're sitting there. We're like, okay, well, I have to cut this off. Ooh. But I have nothing in the car currently to cut to cut it with. Mm. Right? So I'm going, dang it. Right? Normally, I have a box knife in my backpack, but it's just at home right now because I didn't need it for work. I need to take it to work, actually, but I haven't done it yet. So, like, that would have been ideal. Uh huh. And so I'm going, what the heck? And so Susan's like, well, what if I run inside and ask the wife if they have scissors? And I was like, well, I mean, number one, I don't know if they'll give them to you, but you can try just some random off the street. <laughs> give me scissors. Yeah, like, yo, can I borrow your scissors real quick? They're gonna be like, fine, I gotta go cut something. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Frantically digging around in a, because again, I'm the only person in all of Missouri that doesn't carry a pocket knife with them twenty four seven and like all this stuff, right? Uh so I'm digging around in the car and would you like to just take a guess at what I found? to MacGyver myself into cutting, being able to cut this little strip of rubber I, off my tire. I'm mildly terrified for what you have. <laughs> I, you know, there's a number of things like, I don't know. Was there like a really sharp, uh, guitar pick that you had? Oh, um, no, no. That's a good, good guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what did you find? Are you ready for this? I don't know, but uh, here we go. Packing tape dispenser. <gasps> yeah, there is. What's up? <laughs> you have a packing. Yeah, we had like a little roll of packaging tape, right, oh, with my. the little yeah serrated thing on the top, and that nice. section was just enough to be able to saw the strip of rubber off of my tire. That's pretty intense. Yeah, it was. To the rescue. Yes. The packing tape. The packing <laughs> tape. The humble packing tape. Saved the day. My, so then my we next went on. Th- my, my next guess was, was like not be really beard worn that or something. You drove to work and then called and then dropped the car off that. It, and then maybe it was Monday. It was been Monday. It was Monday morning. This happened because mm-hmm. we got the car back today. So yeah, we drove it to work and then just took it to the car, to the tire place after. But yeah. So packing tape to the who, rescue. Who knew? Yeah, not me. Uh, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you, well, I'm glad you got that solved. Um, because that's terrifying. I get wigged out anytime I feel like or I think something's going wrong with the tires or the front end or the little oh, yeah. wobble or whatever. You're like, okay, this is it. This is this is where it all goes downhill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you remember? Were you on the? You were on the the um. The Boy Scout. Were you on the Boy Scout trip where the uh, blue Suburban's tire blew a um, a tread or whatever, and it got that big bubble in the middle of it? Mm. Do you remember that? <clears throat> where 
the no. internal wiring structure, whatever, failed, but the yeah. integrity of the whole tire didn't. So there was just a big like wart. Sitting. I do remember that happening. I don't think I was there when it happened. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then we have, I have a lot of tire trauma in my life. So I would have remembered that if I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had to uh, drive for like many, many more miles uh, to get to a shop to get it fixed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's definitely broken and you can only go so fast. And it's just going, and the whole yeah. car is <laughs> like shaking violently. Yes. Right. No, it was fun. Good yeah. stuff. I had one time like my tire, I don't even remember what car I was driving, but like the the whole tread peeled off. Oh. Right. And like so there was the you could all that was left was like the wire and that like real soft rubber that's underneath. But like oh. the outer the outer tread just like sheared off uh the 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 tire. Wow. Like, yeah, it was not exciting. Uh it was basically a magnification of what happened on Monday, right? Although the little tiny strip, right? Yeah. But it was like the whole face of the tire That's just terrifying. like healed and was like <laughs> just started smashing around inside my car. I was like, what in the heck? That is what is oh, going wow. on? Wow. Terrifying. Absolutely terrible. I have I've had too many flat tires in my life. I don't. Yeah. Okay. We'll it's get off traumatic. that topic here soon. <laughs> yeah, it's traumatic. Anyway, back to the other topic. Uh, so the uh, window update, right? So my classroom windows, right? Yes. They uh still not done. Nobody's come back and fixed anything yet, and I don't know if they're going to. But nice. They, there's no because they don't fit in the window frame properly. So they're like the frame. Since these are like. Since they replaced old existing windows, there is a monumental gap between the window frame and the wall. Right? Oh. And so, like, it's sealed on the outside, I guess, because it didn't rain in my room the other day. That's good. But this week, it has been so incredibly cold, cold. at my desk. Like, I cannot. <laughs> right. Well, because you're right by the window just... there. Yeah, my desk is right by the window. And so, like, during my playing time and stuff after school, when I've been, like, grading stuff, it's so cold. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, so they just terrible. So they just didn't finish it out, basically, with like the trim around it. Yeah, I don't know. I need some like foam in there. I need something like I don't. Even, if they're not going to do it, I'm going to because that's horrible. I'm just going to go to the maintenance guy and be like, "Yo, where is the foam? I will spread it. I don't need <laughs> to. I am dying." Oh, Yesterday no. the high was like thirty, and I was like, "No." Nope. Yeah. I was sitting at my desk grading papers with my coat on. Like, nope, nope, can't. Too <laughs> cold. Not living over here. Too bad. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, uh, uh, this is horrible. <laughs> and and again, you said they then given you an update. They didn't say, "Hey, this will be done in X Y Z time" or anything like that. No, just... All I heard was they won't be coming when there's kids in this building. So, I mean, that's good. You don't want to be like in the middle of a class and like some dudes outside like ripping your window out. That'd be real awkward. Yeah. So, be hard to concentrate. I mean, maybe I don't know what that means. So, I don't know sure. when it's going to get done. <laughs> but like on the outside of the building, there's just like several windows just like leaning up against the building. Oh, so, 
clearly they're not finished. Like they're not done with all the other rooms on the the wing that I'm in. They're like not done. So hmm. I don't really know what's happening, but Wow. So yeah, you've got <laughs> um, time ahead to figure that out. Maybe. Yeah. They my guess is time. nothing will happen and I'm just gonna freeze to death and I'm gonna have to get my own spray foam and just like cram it in there. Yeah, very likely that's what that that's what that means. I wouldn't because man, it's it's been rough. It was so yesterday was so bad. It was so cold all day. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, today I specifically since I did not have well, we didn't have outdoor recess anyway today because it was like it feels like temperature was 26 degrees, so we didn't yes. know that. I specifically wore a slightly smaller jacket that was more comfortable so I could wear it while I was sitting. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'd be able to move and breathe and yeah. flex. Yeah. I was like, sense. ah, this is a comfortable one so I can sit here and grade these things, but like move my arm better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so tight, so constrained. Yeah, I don't feel so constrained. I'll cross my chest because I had to zip my jacket up because the right hand side of my body is colder than the left hand side here because I'm <laughs> next to the window. Why are you only like, wearing a glove and have your <laughs> coat on your right side of true. your body? If I had the heater on and everything. I still felt like Bob Cratchit in there, like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just hum over and over? This is my island in the sun. I thought about it. I did. Oh, man. It's fine. I got to watch that movie now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's been my big excitement. Freezing to death and my tire giving out mostly, partially, a little bit. Huh. So yeah, so yeah, we had to go. We have to anyway back to the tire. We had to go. We had to schedule the alignment because like we just dropped it off and like we need a new tire. He's like, okay, that's easy. But he's like, bring it back later, and we'll because he didn't have. He was booked up with people. Like, bring it back and we'll get it fixed so that it doesn't do that again. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. Ugh. I I see some cars. First off, I'm always reminded uh, anytime I see cars with the the camber going out a little bit further of, yeah. um, of uh, Clarkson on Top Gear talking about how he had positive camber because he walked funny uh, and it get, oh, right. helped him corner well, right? Because it's when uh, yeah. um, uh, Hammond is saying, you know, I have followed you around, you know, uh, airport terminals across the globe and I see this lumbering oaf, you know, with your wonky, walking weird and he was like, it's got, I've got positive camber for cornering. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think of that. It's one of those things that if those like intrusive thoughts, I don't know, it, you know, how often you have those of like, well, I wasn't All planning on thinking about that time. today, but because I saw some tires that were slightly <laughs> leaning outward, I now have <laughs> the exact. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Like, I was talking to Susan. I don't remember what it was now, but like, I have those. Like, there are certain words that trigger reactions like that in my brain. Right. Just like it just that's just I hear a word and that's that's like something comes to mind. Something like that. Like I have like a very 
like I have like a specific reaction to the, the word like every time it's the same like thought I have about that so yes I it's always like and I never remember it's never oh, it's, it's random too it's like yeah, it's always random and I never anticipated to come on otherwise I guess it wouldn't be one of those like oh wow that's interesting oh I'm now thinking about this because I saw that I never remember that coming up to it but Anyway, it's uh, uh, my big one. <clears throat> the one I think of off the top of my head is is uh, it's related to a movie title. <clears throat> um, whenever somebody says like something to, right? You know, like whatever to, my brain says electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> of course, in reference to the classic. Film Breaking Two, Breaking Electric two. Boogaloo. Yeah, it's a great movie. Breaking One's good too. Let's not be rude, but like, it's a, <laughs> well, I have this reaction every time somebody says like is, something too. I will just like sometimes I even say it out loud, and people look at me and go, "What? Never, never mind, never mind. It's fine. Don't worry about it." Um, like, <laughs> but yeah, when somebody says like, "Oh yeah, something too," I just say. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Like all the time. And I think about Breaking and Breaking 2, which are hysterical movies. I, I mean, great, but like they're, <laughs> they're, they're really great. And I mean, they're yet, I want yet again, one of those movies. Uh, I mean, mostly from the era that they're from of uh, just man costumes and the clothes <laughs> are just the costumes in that movie are absolutely insane just yeah breaking is from 1984 the original is from 84 but okay no. but like yeah it is that movie is crazy um like <laughs> just, but yeah i think about that all the time um i can't remember which one is like yeah they're just so weird i don't even remember a lot about them like i just remember mostly the costumes and there's just dancing all over the place. I don't remember anything about the plot. Just costumes and dancing. <laughs> and man, what glorious costumes these are. I mean, this oh, is yeah. just this is just 80s turned up to a whole nother level. Really is. Ice T's film debut. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now one of the longest uh running actors on television, but uh got his film debut in Break In. Into. Yeah, take that. Huh. And break into. Yeah. Yes. Huh. <laughs> oh, man. So good. What an interesting in universe explanation to him go from that role to now, you know, serving the law. Yeah, uh, right. I think that's very. I, I'm going to have to. I haven't quite worked out the headcanon for that yet, but, um, you know, well, we're going <laughs> to. We'll put that in the thing. We'll work on that. Yeah. We'll workshop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is what I thought. All right. The the break in two. Okay. I was just trying to make sure I had this straight in my mind because in my brain, they merge together and become just the same thing. Right. This is how this works. Um, Break in two is the classic. We have to save the community rec center. From oh. the evil developer, right? This is yes the most eighties of plots 
right? This is a very 80s thing. Uh, both of it. these movies came out in 1984 somehow. That's intriguing. Um, but really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Suspicious. Um, mm. Yeah, that is that's the one that's like we have to save the the rec center the from rec the central developers. <clears throat> you know the sad part about this: not a lot of rec centers left. That means most of the eighties was in vain, and the what evil is... developers won. <laughs> Dead. Oh no. Oh no! How we are living in the worst timeline? How did we not save the rec centers? We did uh, not break dance enough. This is the lesson that I'm learning from that. Uh, or that that one Baywatch with Hulk Hogan. We did not defeat Ric Flair in a wrestling match in a cage enough uh, times. Or Vader, I, Vader's in that one too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with the uh, not break dancing enough time. Oh yeah, yeah, no. that's true. We can all break dance. We all <laughs> can't wrestle Ric Flair, Ric Flair, uh, Flair, and Big Van Vader in a cage, right? And, yeah, but we can all break dance. Right, we all can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We actually My, haven't used ahead, our. No, I was going to say on the uh, community center, um, we have a relatively new one. Uh, we've been in there a handful of times. Uh, okay, good, good. Don't let the evil developers win. <laughs> well, it is one of those things of, of you know, we had to, the city had to pass a a bond, right? And raise taxes to make it work. And then everybody lost their mind when they found out they would still have to pay to use it. Well, I mean... I could see it, how they would think that, but like, like that, the, a lot of the bonds have pays for the building it. Building. Like they still have to pay yes. for the upkeep and the using and the, and the employees. Electricity. And yes, and yes. the people that work there. Yes. This is my thought of like, how much did you think <laughs> the bond was going to cover? Like, well, I mean, you think like bond is, in perpetuity right like it's just going like there's no you don't think about like it's stopping right yeah you just think about like oh we're raising this tax and then that will be raised forever whereas once it's built it's done, done. but sure. you have to like raise the money for the building and like that being it like having the bond means that then you it's a very complicated and annoying bureaucratic process but like you have, then that means that you can get loans based on your blah blah blah, the, and the bond and, and, and the payment that you're that yeah, you're generating, yeah. right? That's all that you're doing, and yeah, and the bond pays for the payment. So basically, you have to take out a big fat loan, and then the bond is paying for the payment loan. on the loan. Yes. So if you want yeah. to do anything else, then you do need a charge to use it yeah. because then you have to pay for utilities and employees and cleaning and all that stuff so yeah yeah now now eventually you know ha once something does get paid off or close to it this is where they may restructure the bond to reuse yes, 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 that yes, yes. To, to other things so but yes it was yeah, very much vote, like can we to transfer this funding to blah 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 right. yeah right yeah yes so yeah they were very there were so many people in uproar of like you what what but we raised this thing and we're doing this and why am I paying for it? This doesn't make sense. And again, I was one of those things of just 
not really understand. And it well, was frustrating. And like I'm imagining that these things were not discussed. Communicated well no. to the it, public. Indeed uh, they were not. That seems like a thing that would happen, right? Like you didn't <laughs> Yes, this was another issue of that was not discussed of like, and and I get it, people who, bureaucrats and whatever, like their job is just to get stuff done and they don't really want to try and talk through the the niggles and the, the, the minutia of, uh, of these big complicated things. But then what happens is once it's built and doors are open and then that's when people find out how much it's going to cost for a daily pass or whatever, yeah. like... That's not good marketing. That's real bad. That was, it was. Oh, yeah, I know. Cause if you want people to use it, you have to be transparent up front and put that out there and tell everybody exactly what to expect because they don't like surprises in that field. Right. So everybody's least favorite surprise, the monetary surprise in which you have to pay for things and people don't like that. So, no. um, <laughs> but they'd rather just bury the lead and hope nobody asks. Ah. Uh, yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, here's my $4 thing. I'd be like, what? What for? What for what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh. <laughs> I uh, onboarded um, many a staff recently, and one of them had the most fun, interesting day, first day of anybody who we've had on. Uh, so that was fun. Um, um, quick, quick question. Did they have a second day? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Sometimes over exciting first days lead to no more days. No, no more so days. I'm just making sure we're yes. okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. No, it's you fine. Be, you don't uh, want the first day to be like super exciting because so what, that can be bad. What, what had happened was it was a very late Friday night visit and these dogs names are Bruno and Chanel. Chanel is a 16 year old miniature dachshund. Uh, Bruno is a, um, oh, I'm going to lose it. He is a 16 year old, um, dang it. He's Spaniel, not a King Charles, uh, just he's a Spaniel. Um, and he, um, he like, uh, very other Spaniels, uh, very special Spaniels in our life. Um, what was a, was a one-eyed pirate dog. Um, yes, yes. Best kind of Spaniel. Uh, so best kind of Spaniel. And, uh, anyway, he, uh, <laughs> um, we would go out and Chanel would run around the corner of the house and smell around the, um, the grill. And I would just call her back over and she would come over to me. This had been going on for a couple of weeks um, and about two weeks. And then finally this past Friday, I was like, you know, fine, let's go over. It's late at night. It's 10 o'clock at night. And I go over, I've got a flashlight and she's smelling around the grill. And I'm like, oh, Chanel, whatever. So I pull the big, it's a big, one of those big grills that nobody needs to have, but everybody thinks they oh, need yeah, to have yeah, one yeah. of those done. It's got the big cover on it and everything. And it's pushed up against the wall, the brick wall, the back patio. And so I pull it away from the wall and shine my flashlight down and trigger warning people, massive pile of maggots come careening oh. down like a nice oh. avalanche away. Oh no, oh no. And I went, oh no, no, no. And I went, oh. Huh. Maybe it was a hamburger or like a steak or something. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's a bird, right? No, birds get yeah. these all the time. Yeah. So I um oh, throw no. off the cover and no. I'm, I'm no. looking around and um I'm lifting up everything. I don't see anything. And finally I'm like, whatever. 
I just quickly lay my head down immediately on the bricks and shine my flashlight oh. underneath it. And <laughs> Why would you go with the worst option? Why would you and do that? Staring back at me, a mere like three inches from my face, desiccated cat corpse. Oh, no. Staring at me. This is better than the first option of why did you not clean your grill? No, <laughs> this is this is what I. Yes, I was. Exp- yes, right. No, it was not a like. They'd never clean their grill kind of yeah, thing, which is, would have been this awful. This is slightly better. Slightly, slightly. better. Not yes. like a lot better, but no. like slightly better than. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's still a chicken on my grill from two from weeks ago. Two weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. This, that's honestly what I thought was going to happen. Of like, I was going to find a steak that was either on or had fallen down across the backside of it, or there was going to be a dead bird there. Because was, those are my options. Not full on, like, humongous cat underneath this thing um and so i was like well it's 10 o'clock right now i don't have time for this um i will take a photo and text client and let them know (laughs) and so the next day like hopefully your text wasn't like you don't have a cat right Uh just to check it was just the dogs right (laughs) did i miss something Uh, reviewing my notes i noticed you said no other animals i just wanted to verify that that's correct because if you have a cat boy i have some bad news for you i have some interesting so and they were like they were freaked out by that and obviously uh and so the next next day i was like (laughs) first day there i was like hey cool uh this is bruno this is chanel uh we've got some work to do out in the back grab the shovel and i'll get the <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i had her, um i i didn't have her hold anything but i just set the trash bag down and got a shovel and scooped up the cat and everything else around it uh- you just like, uh, keep the dogs away for me. I did. I said, um, I said dogs are going to be inside for this take one. Take them over there. <laughs> and uh, it was one of those. Now it was okay. I've got the the majority of the issue taken care of, but like I still have to clean up the stuff that's on the bricks. But also, yeah. it is twenty one degrees outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, tur- not turning on a hose. Right. So I found a five gallon bucket that we filled up with uh, in the um, kitchen sink and (laughs) sloshed it under. Slosh it. Got a a good mixture with that with some bleach and slosh and then scrub with a a broom and then slosh. The restaurant, we'd put the bucket and then like sling it across the kitchen floor and then squeegee it all and mop it. Yeah. 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 No squeegees, but definitely a broom. Yeah, we'd like get the water, like the scalding hottest water you could get and like mix the cleaner in there <laughs> yeah. in the sink and then just like fling it at the floor uh, and at the baseboards like under the thing. So it would wash all that and mm. then get under there and scrub that with the thing. Ugh, good times. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, so she was, she was like, a little horrified at first and I was like look this doesn't always happen and honestly this is the first time this has yeah, happened as a matter of fact this has never happened this has um, never happened uh, but you know remember that part where we said other duties as assigned this <laughs> this is other duties and they are assigned surprise so <laughs> oh and then uh, oh gosh and then then Mr. Bruno uh, had his he's got the one eye or his good eye but he started to have some issues with it and 
he's had to have it taken out now. And his other eye. So now he's he's a double pirate. Oh no. Dog. And so he's learning how to be a double pirate. And um and he's really, really sweet and special. Uh but his the when they remove that eye, obviously it's a big ordeal, right? Yeah. It's very intrusive. And like we would take we were coming over four times a day, and every time we were over, we're taking photos of it and we're like Hey, um, this is the status of it. This is what you know. This is the swelling. This is what's going on. Um, you know, we're doing cold compress, we're giving medication, and like one night, I was like, "It's looking really especially swollen today." And all they were doing is they were taking our photos and they were emailing them to the vet. The vet was reviewing them and saying, "No, it looks fine." Well, then our late night, ten o'clock at night, come in, and the one thing they were like, "Hey, just let us know if it starts like leaking." Now. Oh. Uh, it was like it's leaking just a little bit but we all know where this goes yeah. and it so to a lot of it it does and so they were like well we can't do anything because it's 10 o'clock at night um we'll get to it first thing in the morning and i came in that next morning and we have been putting him in a um an elevated playpen for like babies to keep him because it's got the soft corners and sides yeah, and stuff yeah. and it's because we didn't want him to get start bumping into walls and stuff while we weren't there and whatever. So it kind of just cocooned him into a little area. Well, he had spent the whole night like just wandering in a circle. And so the, the leakage from his eye had been like just all over the, the wall, the sides. And you're like, Oh, so (laughs) I was like, I was like, well, Hey, good news. Swelling is down. Bad news. Um, it's all over the plate. So we uh, so we got got him. I drove him to the vet and uh, got him on some antibiotic, new antibiotics, and some new medications and stuff. uh, And that seemed to help a lot. Uh, And then I had to go back and scrub down a playpen and like throw all of his bedding into the washing machine and get it get it replaced. It was like, oh, poor poor guy, poor guy. Uh, and again, that was with a different staff member, and I was like, "So this is fun, right? <laughs> like, you're this is enjoyable to you, right? Yeah, you, look how you, fun it is. No, help. Look at us helping. <laughs> uh, so that was that was good, good times. And it was all for that same client. So I was like, "This has been a week. Oh my gosh, <laughs> all the all the funness happening. Yeah, man, <laughs> so excited." Yeah, no, 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 but you, you've been busy watching and, uh, and reviewing things not involving, um, cat corpses, I assume. Um, yeah, uh, yes, actually, that's true. I think, make sure I don't want to lie to anybody here. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I remembered finally. That uh, James May's new show was out uh, because timely reviews are what we do here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Timely, appropriate views, things that have just come out and you haven't watched already. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this totally didn't come out in July. Don't know what you're talking about. 14th, 2022. Oh, sh- that didn't yep. happen. Um, <clears throat> 
Yes, I watched the new season of James May, Our Man in Ellipses. Uh, this time, Italy. Eh? Eh? Last time he was in Japan. Japan. Right. Yes. And that was, that was brilliant. Yes, I, that one was really good. I, I really like the Japan one a lot. Uh, I probably should have gone back and watched that too, but I was slightly distracted with other things. So, um, but yeah, I really like the James May formula, right? I just like James May, right? Let's be honest. There are a lot of things. I've watched so many of his things, like his solo things. They're like, there is a certain James like flavor that's occurring, right? Um, that you recognize, you recognize like what he does, like their little title cards. Like they remind me very much of like, uh, if you ever watched the man lab show where he would just do like here in our office, we're going to make this like pneumatic bank system, pipe system to deliver chips, like weird yeah. stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> there's little title cards with like announce what's happening next. And in this one, he does those. They're like these little title cards with like an Italian word. It's like, it seems random, but it like shows up in the next segment somewhere. Not mm-hmm. unlike the titles of our episodes. Uh, good job, Colin. But, um, we, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's pretty interesting. Like, there's just like this weird James May esque travelogue of Japan, right? He himself states that the show is basically a mixture of things that he wants to do and finds interesting and things the producers want to see him do because they think it'll be funny. <laughs> so like that is <laughs> that's the balance here of kind of like everything that he does, right? Through the whole thing like he plays this like strange medieval game that's like kind of like volleyball but not and in this like ancient mountainside town right in italy as one does but then Uh then another later thing he's looking at like a robotics laboratory which is like very jamesy right Uh so there's like this (laughs) these constant swinging back and forth of uh, all the different stuff so it's very interesting like and one thing that uh no i'll say here it was like maybe i should save this to the end but like one of the things that James does, like the way it's like not well, like I think the reason like the Japan one was so good, right? It's definitely not like your normal travely show, right? Where it's just like, here's the highlights, here's a thing, here's some food, done. Right? Where you watch it and you go, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then like you're kind of good, you know what I mean? Like right. There are certain elements to it, like the things that James is talking about. You're like, I want to be in Italy. That's what I want mm. in my life. I need to be in Italy. Like he kind of does. Like his goal is like his like stated goal is like searching for what the la dolce vita means. Right? What does that mean to Italians? Blah blah blah. So he has this like kind of overarching, like slightly poetic quest like james does but it's delivered in a way that's very self-deprecating and hilarious so like you know like it's very like 
gets to the spirit of like lots of Italian things, I think, in a in a way that like other shows don't. Cause like the the thing with Italy, right, is if you've ever seen a travel show, they've been to Italy. Right. It's kind yeah. of like overdone to death. A lot of it is, right? But this goes about it in a way that's like it's very different, right? The James twist is like very different and like interesting. Right. And if you're a fan of just James May in general, then it's good. You're going to like it. You'll be like, oh, okay, this is great. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned the, the, the title cards. Uh, and and I, I love how you know, he and the producers that he works with use those to great effect in, in all of his solo ventures. I especially reminded of the, uh, his O Cook uh, cooking program. Yeah. Uh, where, where title cards and, um, subtitles were used for a lot of like insider jokes and very much in the, the Monty Python esque of like, you know, yeah. my, <laughs> like I sharpened a toothbrush kind of thing. And yes. it just, it really adds to all the layers that you have there of like, there's a, there's more information here. We're going to make this much more experiential as you move through this. Uh, and, and I do agree that. Like I've mentioned before, when watching Top Gear or the Grand Tour, trying to listen to what the hosts say it's about and going with that. Like, okay, this is their their framing device on this. And then they are going to take it and try and get to that in their own way. But you have to always remember what what the original goal was. Um and and, and point back to that. Because uh, otherwise, it does get you can get lost. I think sometimes it's going to be like, "What's going on? Like, why is he doing this?" Um, without re- remembering referencing back. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, that kind of gets back to what we were complaining about the other day when we were talking about the new Grand Tour episode. Was that the framing device was sort of gone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because of the near death of James May. Um, <laughs> See, like they yeah. had to probably change a lot of stuff, you know. But like. Yeah. Because this is just James, I guess, and because he's probably got a bigger hand in it, it's a very like tight kind of mm-hmm. narrative, right? And the way that it's presented is is very cohesive, and you're not losing sight of that. And he he always does like <clears throat> like you said, he's always referencing things that happened like earlier. Like not even in the same episode, like two episodes ago, he like brings up the stuff that he did before in reference to something that he's doing now. Right. And he's always like making these jokes or some connections about, and it'll just be like little things. He'll be like, you know, uh, we don't need to see that again, do we? And it'll just like flash to whatever he's talking about. And then it moves on. Right. Like, uh, (laughs) and it'll just like, (laughs) but it was like a thing from like two episodes ago. It was like, as you've already heard me sing once, I'm going to spare you this time. Like, and then you remember, Oh, he did that before. Right. You know, like, <clears throat> so it's a very, like a cohesive narration style. Plus the occasional, uh, he still finds time even in this to just make jokes about Richard Hammond. So that's important. That's um, important. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will say, I do like that. And they all three do this and all their, on their, all their, all of their solo work. They find time to reference back and poke fun at their other coworkers, even though they're not even involved in this at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like nowhere to be seen. They it's still like, 
it is delight. It is delightful because it does. I, I, I'm sure, it might be a bit of pandering to those who are so heavily involved in these people and for the past, you know, twenty years. But uh, it is. <laughs> it is. It is good. It does make you laugh. Because um, so I have not seen our man in Italy, um, but it sounds very much like again his the way he orchestrates this. Another series that I really appreciate it and really enjoyed of his was um, James May's Cars of the People. Oh yeah, um, yeah it's similar to that as well. Um, every episode was an extremely opinionated take, you know, not even right or wrong. It was an opinion and the whole episode was going to be digging, digging down to that uh, about a particular car or take on a car and reason. And, and I think that it's just, it's just really nice and refreshing to, to have that. And then like, okay, now make your case and show it to me. However, you know, weirdly you want to do that. Um, did you, did you, how did you feel like this stacked up against our man in Japan? Um, I think I can't. Okay. So it's real close. I couldn't because I didn't go back and watch our man in Japan, which I sure. might've needed to, like, I couldn't remember if I liked it better or not than this one. Right. Um, <clears throat> but this one is really, really good. Like if it's like, if it's not as good, it's like only by a very marginal amount. Right. Mm. Five or six millimeters, probably. Um, like very, yeah. <laughs> very, very nice. slim margin to to that because like the Japan one was interesting mostly just because like Japan is weird, right? Uh, especially to like a Western eye, right? Things that happen in Japan are odd, uh huh. You know, and so you're like very inquisitive about what's happening because it's just so different from like what you are exposed to in your daily life. But like in Italy, right? It's just like. A lot of Italy is just like, oh yeah, that's you know, that's a hillside, that's a <laughs> that's a forest. He even remarks at one point he's like going on a truffle hunt with this thing. He's like, this reminds me of walking in the woods near my house. It's like the same, like it's right. you know what I mean. So it's like <clears> that, <throat> even though like the architecture is different, like you're more your eye as a Western audience is more used to seeing that type of architecture like sure italian renaissance architecture makes sense to your brain right mm. because you have been exposed to it much much more right now that is definitely changing in like the modern era but like when you see like 17th century japanese architecture mm-hmm. it's still like very whoa whoa what is that right so you still have this like you're not used to it right i guess um, as much so like there is that part there is like a like I said before if you've seen a travel show they've gone to Italy so there is like a, a danger because you're like over familiarized the most you know what I mean but like he still finds all these ways to like chop through that and get to these interesting things and like see this weird stuff and like all these things that are and because his like oh his theme again his theme is the the Dolce Vita, right? The life of Italians. Like, what does it mean to be like Italian, Italian? So he's mm-hmm. always doing these like weird things. Uh, and like the best part, like the he, at the end, he's making this list and he's like, he's like, ah, oh, yes, the top 10 reasons, you know, the things, the top, the 10 things I found of what it means to be Italian. And he gets to seven and he's like, that's the list. 
And that the joke is that's kind of what it means to be Italian. Be right? Italian. It's like, yep. <laughs> like, what do you mean yeah. rules? Whatever, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's again like, that. But that's like the, the you like have to be joke. paying you have to be paying attention to get that joke because other otherwise, and yeah. it's interesting that you um, you point out about the difference of in like about Italy and then Japan because I know some critiques that came through of of him in Japan were just how odd he was. I think some viewers took him to be um, like an, I don't know if like petulant but like annoyed about what was happening or going on or, or not um, really invested in it. And and one, I know that's not true because I know James May loves traveling and appreciates like all cultures and everything. But the other one, other thing you have to come at that is exactly what you had said of like i i feel like a lot of the framing devices used in that were james may being a fish out of water and like kind of oh yeah definitely kind of playing that up to 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 play into that of like of to help bring along the audience into what's going on and uh to, to to see how um not how it wins him over or anything but just to to let people know like this you're going to feel like this or um, it helps humanize it a little bit because again, when you watch a lot of travel shows, it's somebody up there going, well, I know everything and look at all this wonderful stuff. And here's out my well-rehearsed thing and blah, blah. And it's a little, it's not like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> when you're still, watching somebody kind of just experience it in real time with yes. the, it's like not edited to be like clean. Like, yeah, James is never like really presented as the expert. He's always just like, uh, here we go. We're going to see what this is about now. Yes. Mm. And every once in a while, he like knows about something, but like it, that's just kind of like also happening. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's never yeah. like the primary drive about what's going on. And he does that in this too, because he's, when he's talking about Italians and talking about them, like he's always, he's a lot of times he's comparing them to himself. And he's like, uh, I'm British and I don't understand this because British people are like this. Right. And like, <laughs> he kind mm. of is still playing into it. But, but there's also this part, there's some parts where he's talking about like things and it's kind of like the, you know, like there's, there's a, an ongoing joke about having to stop to eat lunch every five minutes in the show. But it's kind of like, there's this stereotype about Italians taking forever to eat lunch. But he's like, the joke is like, no, it's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, this is real. <laughs> this is not. It's not a joke. People are telling you the truth when they say that. Like yeah. you can't escape without lunch. It's impossible. Where <laughs> mm-hmm. he makes some references sometimes. He's like, I can't remember which episode it is, but he's talking about the Italian language and like how Italians are talking to each other. And he goes, The biggest problem with Italians is they love the sound of Italian. So it takes you seventy five hours to say something. Right, um, <laughs> and everything you say is a production, <laughs> <laughs> which is even funnier coming from a British person, because like as we talked about before, if you watch like British television, like the biggest compliment a British person can possibly give you in the history of ever is, oh yes, that's very nice. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Yep, that is the Brilliant. highest praise you're going to ever get Brilliant. from a British person. Like, yeah. when you watch like British cooking shows, that's what they always say. Like, well, that's quite nice. Yes. That's it. That's it. That, it. That's the height of compliments. So, like, hearing a British person who is coming from that background talk about 
and very overzealous, boisterous Italian mm-hmm. is kind of hilarious, right? Like it's. Like, <laughs> but again, there's there's layers there that depending on what you're, how you're watching it, and I hate to be that guy of like, oh, you're doing it wrong, kind of thing, but uh, not, but um, uh, not necessarily art, but um. These can be experienced on different levels, and yeah, and that's definitely true. It. Like, yeah, I, I understand that as somebody who, like, has seen a lot of James May production and is just like a fan of him in general. Like, yeah, this show is great because it's like just definitely him all over it. If you've never heard of James May before, some of this might just be like, what? Right? It will kind of not track all the way because he's spending a lot of time making fun of himself. And so if you don't know his self, right, yeah. it kind of is lost in yeah. the And then if you come narrative. in this expecting like a Rick Steves take on Italy. Oh no. Like, like fall asleep. <laughs> like if you want to watch one of the yeah, if you want to put on something to fall asleep to. You know, that's it's, that's a very different expectation that's going to be broken down <laughs> and i i like the whole framing device of just again of the of the whole series of the our man in of the like this is a a local or you know our person in a different place reporting on what it's like right that's that's uh, that's what the news yeah. how the news would phrase that of like our man in cobble or our, our reporter in downtown you know detroit or our it's we have somebody who's over there and they're going to report back on something to us. And so it very much is a, that just, that, that lets you know, it is a, this person's kind of out of their depth a little bit over here. And we're, we're going to be learning through them and their experiences. Yeah. Like the, the episode in, it was episode, I have the episodes pulled up here uh, two, where he's in Naples. So he does it similar to Japan where he basically just starts at one individually and just goes to goes. the other end. Nice. So he he just starts in the south in Sicily, and then he ends up in Venice. Right. This is how it goes. Yeah. He just he goes up the whole. Uh, he's in a Fiat Panda the whole way. By the way, which <gasps> oh. is very important to this. Right. Like it just <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> so happy. What else yeah. would he be driving? Oh my gosh! Exactly. Nothing. Um, <laughs> he does end up at. Ferrari headquarters, as one does, right? as one does, yeah. But like in the in the Naples episode, he's making pizza, right? And so he he's making pizza, but he like he's watching this guy, and then he's like, "I have a idea." He's like, "We're gonna do some British Italian fusion." So basically, he tries to make an English breakfast pizza. Uh-oh. And yeah, it goes exactly pretty much how you thought. And they basically like, like the joke is, uh, you're not allowed in Naples anymore, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> you know, he's driving his Vespa around, like you know, there's like, no, get out. He's like, yeah. having been banned from Naples, uh, I move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't get to have beans on my piece of pizza. Yeah, yeah. Doing who? Who would have thought that would be a bad idea? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and it, it, and like you know. Because all the jokes are great. Like episode three, he's like, <laughs> he's like, as he's like, as I'm on a road, there's only one place I could end up. <laughs> right? He's in Rome. Ha 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 ha. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so they do all that stuff. It's great. Like 
if you've never seen the episode, I have it again. In episode four, he is in like Tuscany in Florence, but he goes to like a cheese place, like a it's like the warehouse where people bring their parmesan, uh, right? And it gets like approved to be like <gasps> official. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, graded and certified. Yeah, yeah, graded and certified uh, Parmigiano Reggiano or whatever. Sure, um, it's like graded and certified at this place. But he's making all these cheese jokes because it's a meme that comes from his like internet show about cooking that he does, the like food tribe stuff. That's yeah, now been renamed something else. But like, there's like the James May cheese meme that came from that show, and it's like he's at the cheese factory. It's <laughs> it's great, right? It's hilarious just watching him be like interacting with cheese and do all this stuff. <laughs> and of course, because he is like many of us, perpetually ten years old, he's he's talking to these like official like cheese certifiers. And he, he goes, I've been dying to cut the cheese ever since I arrived here. And then he just realizes what he said and just collapses into a fit of hysteria. He can't stop laughing. (laughs) 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 And like the translators have to like tell these people like what is happening. And they're like, oh, okay. Ha 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 ha. But yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So there's the things like that. And then he even like, you know, when he's in Venice, he's talking to Venetian people about like, you know, a lot of the serious issues of Venice. Like, oh, yo, it's like, you know, Venice is a city that, you know, he basically asks them, he's like, why should Venice still exist? He's like, you know, you hate tourists. You don't want tourists here. Yeah. There's nothing else here, though. Like, what what else mm-hmm. are you doing? <laughs> And so they talk about that, like, important struggle, you know. So you have it juxtaposed between, like, that, that action, right? And then when he's in Milan, he goes and has uh, personal shoppers shop for him, which is exactly as great as you think it is. Oh, my gosh. Um, he, goes, <laughs> he does a thing where he's like, all right, I'll go pick out some things that I think are good. And you guys go pick out things that you think I should wear. And then they like compare the outfits they find. Uh-huh. Brilliant. <laughs> it's oh basically just him being like, look at this. And them going, no, 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 no. Oh, Why? <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> so it made you want to travel to Italy. It sounds like it really kind of does. Right. Like, like I was saying, like a lot of travel shows, you watch them, you go, okay, that was kind of cool kind of neat but like it doesn't really make you want to go you know what i mean like you've you've had this like this happens to me sometimes you're like okay that was cool but like you didn't really show me you show me like the cool like the pretty stuff but then like i don't really want to go now right Right. well because they they focus on um in my mind a lot of superficial stuff of hey look at this place and this place and then look at this place. But traveling is so much more than just looking at things. It's a lot of what? Experiences. And it's, lear- it's, it's learning about different societies and cultures. And 
taking all of that in uh, is is not what a lot of travel shows do. And I love they try and highlight culture and like, hey, let's learn about it and let's learn about the history of this place, but not let's experience this and the here and now kind of thing. Like that's a it's a different um, kind of take on the same thing, like traveling to an area to experience versus traveling to learn. Uh, I, I think kind of sets you up for having a lot. Well, you have a different takeaway from that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that's what this one does a lot of it kind of like just shows you him just like, cause he's always with, you know, he's always with somebody too. Right? Yes. He's usually with somebody and he's having like an ongoing conversation with them about being Italian. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or like being from this or whatever, you know? So like <clears throat> those recurring characters you get to see as well, kind of like navigate the weirdness that is James, like doing stuff and <laughs> being odd and like, you know, talking about all that stuff too. So you get that other detail. So you get that level of detail and then you just get to see him like in a Roman gladiatorial school, which is, Great. So, like, you know, what's it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, you add these all these layers, and you talk about like stuff like that. And he even he goes to one of those. Uh, you know, Italy has a problem with people are leaving certain parts of Italy because there's nothing there. Yeah, uh, and so you have all these like really historic towns, and like. 12 people live there so you you know there's that thing a few years ago where like you know you can buy houses in some of these villages for a euro wow so he goes and looks at one and he's like talking to people and like what does this mean like what does this do he like talks to the mayor and like or somebody in the city and like about like why what is happening why are you doing this like <clears throat> you know they kind of talk about the strings like okay yeah you buy it but then you also have to you know, part of the contract is within X number of years, you have to have invested so much money in bringing the building up to a certain standard of quality for the rest of the town or whatever. Like, you know, <clears throat> but it's also these like very, very, very rustic buildings that are really kind of cool. But like, you know, what kind of people are doing this? What's happening? What's going on? Like, <clears throat> so mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. A lot of like weird random yeah. stuff like that. And James well, is nothing but random, right? Yeah. He's a very random guy. So that dynamic, that also that dichotomy of him like constantly, it's like I said, it's this back and forth between things that he wants to do and finds interesting and things the producers think it would be hilarious for him to do. Yeah. Uh, is really great because <laughs> the variety of things that he gets into now are very broad indeed. <laughs> mm. Well, I was going to say the whole like there's all this chaos and fun stuff and funny things and then there's this hyper focused um real issues kind of discussion. Um I'm reminded of the um uh Top Gear special when they came over to the US uh to drive to New Orleans um after Hurricane Katrina. Uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, where it was like it was nothing but like mayhem and chaos along that entire way and like the whole like getting shot at and rocks thrown at him and having like that whole debacle and then 
it ending on the note that it did of like the devastation and then just the humanity and um the uh con- the connection that they had with like just real human people uh and kind of like that was the whole story all along of re- what they were really trying to tell all along the way of yeah there's all this crazy kooky stuff but these people are hurting and um this is real and this isn't this isn't funny uh that was a that was a roller coaster of a show of an episode i remember that very distinctly of just being like wow all this is <laughs> you know the same one uh <clears throat> I, I think it's a very interesting i think it's really ne- good to do that to set something up and then kind of knock that down or set something up and then reinforce why you thought that in the first place and then point out you know problems or other things going on with that as a way of guiding people through that experience yeah, and all of the this the show is really good because like a lot of times there's like a theme for the episode, right? So there'll be kind of like a a general theme for the episode that's kind of happening, and then plus that's adding to the theme of the series where like yeah, it's building to this like we are, you know, <clears throat> because as you're going through these regions, right, you're kind of learning about like the way that he kind of breaks it down in some some episodes it's clearer than others because he's staying in certain pots spots. But like, you know, when you're talking about what does it mean to be, you know, in Naples, like these are the things that are important to Naples. These are the things that are important to Rome, right? These are the things that are important to Venice. How does this come together into the overall theme as what is important mm. to Italians, right? Right. Italy as a whole, right? So, like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that he's talking about, you know, overall, the whole time that's kind of going on. Like, there's this theme of, like, you know, um, and I, He's in the he's in the Ferrari factory. You know, he's talking about like he's talking to the the Italians, like one of the guys. He's like, you know, the the interesting thing about Italians I've always found is like whenever it comes to the minute details, like things are very fastidiously taken care of, mm-hmm. right? Things on the micro level are like super detail oriented and done in a certain way. It's like, but when you zoom out to a macro level that stops happening, <laughs> you know? Right. And they're talking about like Italian bureaucracy and government structure and all that stuff. And, and you know, you know, and, and the guy even says like, you know, everybody in the world wants to be Italian except for the Italians. Sometimes I'm done. We're annoyed, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so there's this, this, that kind of narrative is like sprinkled in through like, what is, how do these, how do these different things fit together to make a, a whole? Like, even if it's not cohesive all the time, like, what does it mean? Like, how does this work? This is very cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, there's a lot more narrative there than yeah, putting yeah. stuff together. Um, yeah, I think by having you know six episodes about Italy instead of like you know so a lot of shows would be like one. You know, um, mm-hmm. you also get more narrative because you're doing it that way. Yeah, yeah, and you can see those different those different pieces and how they fit together. Yeah. So it's good. I like it a lot. So highly recommend. I still don't know if it's better than the Japan one. Okay. But it's really good. 
I really like well, it. You've... <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's what you can report on next time. <laughs> that's true. I, I find something else to watch. I'm currently, I know how, like, uh, oh, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see. If I have time, I'm okay. currently <laughs> in the middle of rewatching, like, I don't know how this has happened, but, like, I, <clears throat> like I said, when I was watching this, the reason, the only reason I found this is because I was, I discovered that House was on Amazon Prime. Ooh, so I've been watching like a whole bunch of House. Um, we can talk about that later, but okay. that's what. <laughs> there we go. Because here in a few, I can't remember which season House starts to get lame, but it's not season four. So four. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> Still waiting. Wow. So, uh, well, that's halfway through the run. I think there's eight seasons. Mm. Somewhere in here, it starts to get just real dumb. So we start to lose the thread as it goes, as it goes on too much, but <clears throat> we can talk about that later. We'll <laughs> yes, another time, another one. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you for that, and we'll see what happens next time. All right. Uh-huh. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>